damn veggies. Oh, I think you've all consented to the recording, according oh, to uh, amazing. Can you imagine if Birdie was like, I'd like to be pixelated, please. I have a lot to talk about and I don't want you to see. I'd like, I'd like a vocal effect so no one knows it's me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. I find that they never break. I can never understand what anyone is saying when they put those over. You know, like in like, in phone calls and documentaries and stuff where they like pick something mm. like, no idea mm-hmm. what you're saying. Did you have any trouble understanding um, Vin Diesel in, in this movie? Just his regular voice? Sorry, Julie said, Julie has a, has a theory that his voice is really high pitched. It's not a theory, it's a take and I stand by it. He, I think his voice kind of sounds sometimes like he's like done a bit of helium. Like it's got a rough undertone, but it's got a high melody happening at the same time. Like Jiminy Glick. You guys know Jiminy Glick? I know Jimmy Did you go to school with him? <laughs> no, never mind. Hey, uh, let's <laughs> jump right in. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Breakfast <laughs> and Furious. Hello. Uh, hello. Oh, it's so early. Oh. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. This week, it is not only an episode of Breakfast and Furious, it's also a very special reunion episode of Much to Discuss. Uh, we're joined here, Ooh. of course. My part-time co-host, Julie Duffy, as well as her yeah. uh, ex-co-hosts, would you guys say ex, or, or is it ongoing? Um, well, okay. I prefer the term former, as it former. said in the contract and the NDA. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, kind of bring back up the feud. Oh, the fe- oh well, we'll get into that. Was uh, the term used in the contract and the NDA. Let's just say there's an unreleased episode that will remain unreleased for uh, legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and those co-hosts are, of course, Emma Finnegan and Ferdy Emmett. Delighted to have you guys here. So Thank you for having us. So, how is everybody's breakfast? What are you, what are you guys eating today? Oh, hey, well, I'll go first. Uh, I'm having a, I'm having some. I'm, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Just so full on breakfast, I can't even see. <laughs> oh my god, she is going to town over here. Guys. <laughs> toast, and I'm having some scrambled eggs. What do you Delicious. Think about? With a little bit of a Tabasco on it, a little bit of hot sauce. Did you microwave the eggs or did you go pan? Microwave. Always. It's quicker. My- quicker. Was- I, I will. Is that allowed? Jimmy, Jimmy, we've had, yeah, it's a thing. We have this conversation quite a few times. <laughs> it scares microwave me. Microwave to the end. It's so quick. And there's no oil. So healthier. Did you, did you say scrambled there? eggs? Yeah. You put them in the what does does do the waves scramble them for you? What's going on? How does it? So well, now okay. What you have to do is you okay. So imagine imagine this. You get two eggs. You crack them into a little bowl. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might leave a little bit of like milk or something. I sometimes pour a little bit of oat milk in. Yeah. Um, and then I whisk it all up. Salt and pepper. Whisk it all up. Not butter. Not butter even. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Whisk it up. Top it in the microwave for like twenty five seconds. Take it out. Stir, stir, stir. Pop back in for maybe another 20 seconds. Take it out. Stir, stir, stir. Maybe another, let's say, uh, 10 seconds. Take it out when there's only two seconds left. Stir, stir, stir. Perfect. This sounds like more work than a pan. I don't know. No, because it's like a minute no. total. Oh, okay. okay. Clean up? Minimal. Minimal. Jimmy, I, do- I dare you to try this and report back. Okay, hey, I'll do it. Next step. That's my breakfast. Microwave scrambled eggs. <laughs> what about you, Ferdy? What are you, what are you munching on there? Um, so my plan for the breakfast for this show was um, a beautiful mimosa. I was going to be having some nice little orange juice and prosecco. Oh, delicious. Um, but 
I had none of those things in and uh, just got back into Dublin last night. So instead, my breakfast was the leftover spice bag that I was eating last night. No! So you just got to, you just, I am in um, quarantine at the moment. I'm not allowed to um, visit other places. So you got to get what you got to get, you know, you make yeah. do with what you have. Uh, recycling, um, it's good for the environment, less food waste. I was wondering, Freddie, are you going to, because obviously, Freddie, you have a window and you have enough air, we checked. And so if, are you going to like make a bucket with a rope for downstairs and the takeaway men can just pop it in there or what's? Oh, that's quite clever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, mm. like a Rapunzel kind of thing, but for deliverable. I, yeah. I did just kind of sneak through the house last night with my mask on and hope no one would find <gasps> me. Um, <laughs> Like a Santa Claus. I did. I got them. You know how they always say contactless delivery and then they never do. I specified. I was like, leave it at the front door and I will collect it. And didn't get to see anyone. No human oh, contact. Uh, amazing. Also, also remember Camille? Uh, shout out to Camille. Hi, food. That they uh, are sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Our former much discussed sponsors. Uh, Camille. They were, they were uh, you know, trialing drone delivery. Remember that? Oh, that sounds yeah. scary. Yeah, it does sound scary. And I wasn't a fan of it at the time. And I remember Julie being very excited about it. I like the idea because I feel like drones can be evil, but drones can also be a Christmas present for children. And I True. choose to view them in that way. And also in this scenario with Freddie quarantining, I think it'd be good. Yeah. Really handy. I don't want it in my house. I imagine getting trapped in the house like a bird in the window. Crashing <laughs> into the window. Yeah, trying to, trying to get out. You're trying to catch it with like a bag. <laughs> they also kind of buzz like flies. You know when a fly's like at your window and you're like, just yeah. <laughs> You're trying to guide it and fight you and you're like, I'm helping you. <laughs> so, Freddie, Emma, do you guys have any sort of history with the Fast and Furious franchise? Is this your first time watching one of the movies or what's what's the story there? Um, I will say I had never seen any before until you, Jimmy Kavanagh, started this podcast. And then I did watch the first movie. Now, I watched, uh, yes, I watched the first movie and then I did not watch second, third or fourth. And now I have seen the fifth one. But what I have heard is that number three, in, if you watch in sequence, is actually after number five. Is that true? That's true. You notice that uh, every now and then Han in this one would talk about how he's eventually going to go to Tokyo, which he does in the third film. And spoilers, uh, dies in that one. But Yo. the thing, well, I know, Julie, you weren't here for the Tokyo Drift episode. Han died in that episode, but he was also the most popular character from the movie by far. So they wanted to get him in the other movies. So Fast and Furious 4, 5, and I think 6 are all technically prequels to, um, to Tokyo Drift. Wow. Okay. Uh, so it does get a bit well, confusing. I, yeah, it's a bit, but, well, no, I, I, you know, I'm following along. I, that's art, you know, it's supposed to provoke, it's supposed to evoke something mm -hmm. in you. And in this case, it's confusion. Hey, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Jimmy, do you think it's like Star Wars that you should watch them in release order or should you watch them in chronological order? Should you save Tokyo Drift for after? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I don't know, this is my first time watching them all through and so far I've been in release order and I'm, I'm enjoying it like I... The, the specific scene we're talking about here is when uh, Han and Gal Gadot are in the car together and mm -hmm. Han basically says, I'm eventually going to go to Tokyo, kind of gives a wink to the camera. And I feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed that as much if I hadn't already seen him in Tokyo, maybe. Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I needed that. 
explain to me. That that mm. was it is sad knowing that, knowing his ultimate fate, um, yeah. especially because he's maybe my favorite character. And is he a very main character, central character in Tokyo Drift? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's one of the top two boys. He was very much background, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty much the Vin Diesel of Tokyo Drift. Um, Although Vin Diesel also shows up at the very end of Tokyo Drift. Gal Gadot, is she in Tokyo Drift? She's not in Tokyo Drift. What happened, do you think? Why did they break up? Uh, I think they found out she was in the IDF and decided to... <laughs> oh! <laughs> Do they mind? I know we haven't even gone through what happened in this film. That's going to be a conversation. <laughs> but Al Gadot, what was she doing in this film? Because I actually, when I look at the IMDb trivia, we never even say her name. And I well, think that we have to it. What was her point in this film? The, you know, she, she did was got she got that handprint of the guy who put his hand on her ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the she same scene where she past. talks about her military past, which is, yeah. uh, ooh. Uh, no, Gal Gadot did show up in the last film, Fast and Furious, and she's actually one of the bad guys, but like The Rock in this film, we're getting into so much spoilers mm. off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like The Rock in this film, she eventually joins the team. Uh, but Ferdy, what about yourself? Did Have you seen these movies before? I know... No. When we started the podcast, you specifically asked to be featured in the Fast Five episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I now can't remember why specifically I watched the movie. Um, I believed that I had seen five, six, seven, and eight. But upon actually like reading the Wikipedia summaries and watching this movie, it turns out I've only seen seven and eight. But it felt like I'd seen four movies. Um, I saw seven and eight in the cinema, had a great time. I believe seven is one of the best, oh. according um, to um, Rotten Tomatoes. I, I know um, from a bit of research, seven is the film uh, that unfortunately our favorite Paul Walker uh, died during the production of. And I think because of that, it's got a, a lot of heart compared yeah. to some of the other ones. And then as well as Emma, I watched the uh, first movie with Julie and I felt like a very different franchise to what I had seen before right yeah, yeah the only the only thing in this in this fast five that really felt like a callback was when they went to get that uh that blue car and all the gals were hanging out that was cool yeah but the yeah. thing was like from the first three movies it's all about the street racing and in this one you don't even see the street race where they win the blue car no, the street racing is only implied in this yeah because mm. they were like he was like, I'll race you for it. And then suddenly he, Paul Walker's just back with the car. And we were like, where was the race? I wanted to see the fast car. Come on, Tracy Chapman. Come on, Tracy (laughs) Chapman. Still, once again, another Fast and Furious film that they did not put on the soundtrack. What was I going to say to you? I'm still waiting, Fast 9, if you're listening. Um, I was going to say, in the IMBD trivia, they explain, you know, my favourite source, they Mm. explained that they wanted this one to be heist movie and they were like we're moving away from the car motif we've been on we want this to be a heist film so we'll only have the one car race which was the police car one it was a pretty good race that was pretty good i have so many questions about it like let's ask them do we want to ask them right now i guess this was the end of the movie but uh i i can get into it no 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 no. we're talking about the quarter mile uh, where yeah. Dom maybe lets Brian win? Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Also, besides that they were all in police cars. Also, I had a question about that as well. 
if, if you're all in the same car that can go at the same speed yeah. i clearly don't know much about right <laughs> that, can go, that if you all have the same model of a car that can all go like just as fast as each other how mm-hmm. can or how can someone win? pure skill pure skill the gear it's all yeah clutch it's not about the car it's about the racer we could all have the same pen but one of us writes an award-winning novel how does that work (laughs) that was beautiful julie that was great (laughs) how does that work that's like saying we could all be the same height but someone is taller yeah (laughs) and the way you carry yourself it's all about you know if you're a sloucher do you know what? I'm gonna step down. That's so true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. guys, that's note. Emma is losing the podcast so far. So okay. We all got one point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I have a question. Yes. Can anyone explain what happened in this film? <laughs> <laughs> because I promise you. I applied myself and I was taking notes at the start and I was like, I can't wait to talk about this. And then suddenly money was on fire and I thought I've missed something here and I did not know what was happening the rest of the time. Still had a good time. But that was good. It. I'll be honest, when they weren't like racing or having nice tender moments where they talk about family, when they were just talking about the details of the heist and how much money was in the safe, I zoned out. I wasn't paying much attention. Uh, I was just there for, you know, the family dynamic and the yeah. and the action scenes. To be honest, I zoned out a bit during a lot of the action scenes as well. But mostly I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> and this Jimmy, is your favorite one, right? Jimmy, how drunk were you during all of this? <laughs> I watched this this morning as I was eating my breakfast just now. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I've mentioned... Um, the reason we've kind of got the podcast back up and running after a bit of a hiatus is we didn't realize how soon Fast 9 was coming out. Sorry, F9, the Fast Saga. Um, So we're trying to get all the other episodes done as quickly as possible. So I, uh, this is my second of three episodes I'm recording this weekend. And I've watched all those three movies kind of within 24 hours. So, you know, they're not melding together. As Ferdy said before we started recording, each one is distinct in its own way, and um, there's no way you could get confused between them. No, not at all. <laughs> they don't have Very similar separate. premises by any means. No. <laughs> Uh, guys, we gotta. I know we've just gotten started, but we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Very welcome to the breakfast break with me, Jimmy Kavanagh. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode and the podcast as a whole. You know, if you're listening to these episodes as they come out, first of all, fair play to you. That's quite an undertaking. Um, you know, these are coming out one a day over this whole week, which I decided to do just because the release of F9 The Fast Saga feels like such an event, I guess, because cinemas haven't been open for so long and it was only over lockdown that I really discovered the Fast and Furious movies so to get to see one in a cinema I can't tell you how excited I am and we have some you know pretty ambitious plans for the F9 special that are maybe a bit too ambitious may not work out might be a bit too chaotic but you know we'll see what happens so because it's been such a hectic schedule 
um, I've kind of been neglecting all other aspects of my life apart from making this podcast. So it's a very simple breakfast today because of that. It is just a big bowl of Wheatos. So very simple, pour the Wheatos into a bowl. And then uh, on top of that, pour some milk. Any kind of milk you like. I've said it before, I've said it again, I've tried every plant milk, I haven't liked one. I'm a cow guy. Very upsetting, I know. Uh, I'm coming around to coconut milk. I'm going to make a big effort to make that my main milk from now on. So the cereal I have here is Wheatos, which is one of my favorite cereals. Quite an expensive cereal, so I only really get it as a treat. You know, we're talking at least four or five euro a box, which is crazy. My other favorites would be Crunchy Nut. Again, quite an expensive one. And then, you know, I gotta say, I love shit like Golden Nuggets or Cookie Crisp or uh, Nesquik. But I haven't been having those because just, you know, ever since the CEO of Nestle said that he thought people who say that water is a human right are a bit too radical for his tastes, um, I've just been trying to boycott Nestle as much as I can. I, I love boycotting things. <laughs> that sounds very, very pretentious, but I genuinely do love boycotting things. It really sparks joy in me. I think it's because it it's quite a private thing, but it you know it well the idea is it has bigger effects. You know, you're doing it for something you believe in, for a cause, for something bigger than you. But it's such a simple thing to do, and it's such a personal thing to do, and no one really knows you're doing it. You know, just walking through the shops and walking by the nest quick without buying it is just such a, a, a tiny victory of you against the giant evil corporation. And just knowing that by ignoring that box, you are making, however small, you know, you're making a net positive in the world, or at least you're not making a net negative. It gets difficult, of course, um, when you start to look into things and you realize that pretty much everyone, every company that's producing shit we need is in some way or another evil. And it's it's very difficult to to feel like you're being ethical, completely ethical anytime you go grocery shopping if you really look into it. And it's a it's a tough line to cross between, you know, eating and standing by your morals. But when there's a company who are just outwardly evil, who you just know are wrong, it's such a little joy to just, you know, not go on Amazon.com, not subscribe to Amazon Prime. Uh, you know, if you really have to watch the Harry Potter films, watching them illegally, finding a Puma top, a really cool Puma top in a charity shop and knowing that when you buy this, none of your money is going to go towards funding apartheid in Palestine. It's the little victories every day. I'm saying this from a hugely privileged position, of course, and I'm also saying this as my weedos get very soggy because I don't want to be eating them on mic, so I'm going to chow down on this. I'm going to stop rambling about how much I love boycotting shit. And now that I've said it, and now that I've made it a public part of my deal, I'm sure I'm going to be called out when I slip up and buy a vid hit without realizing that the CEO of vid hit 
steals ducks from the parks and sells them for a tenner to kids. Allegedly, of course. And I'm the one alleging this. I have no idea if that happens. These widows are getting soggy. I'm going to eat them. Let's get back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, it's been hours. I can't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Bertie's been out of quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> but it was like us beating him with a brush to get back in his room. <laughs> He's escaping. He's escaping. <laughs> uh, guys, before we do get back into talking about the movie, I'd love to hear more about, you know, this feud and why we haven't had a new episode of Much to Discuss in a while. So, um... <clears throat> It all started with the topics of episode six. We decided mm. to discuss assassinations. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, some of us said some things. Um, the legal teams who listened to all Zoom calls called us up and said, no, yeah. you release another episode of this show. Did you plan an assassination? Is that what happened? <laughs> We maybe revealed a few conspiracies um, in regards wow. to certain people's deaths. And we may have been absolutely correct. Yeah. I learned from our podcast lawyer, shout out to Carol, um, that there's certain <laughs> things you just can't say on a Zoom call that I wasn't aware of. There's certain mm. uh, trigger words. I can't say them here for legal reasons. Jimmy, I'll text you them. That they, they cancel your podcast on command if you say them out loud in a certain order. The only issue was, of course, that... Um, Emma was adamant that we should release it anyway. And uh, that's where a bit of the tension started. Um, I see, okay. I thought we gotta, we gotta take back, you know, we gotta take ownership of our own content if we, you know, and also if we have this conspiracy about an assassination, we should release it. Mm-hmm. And I stand by that, you know? Guys, I don't know if you're prepared for the demand that's gonna come out after we release this podcast. You've really enticed people. I, I wanna hear about this so much. I wanna know what's going on. I mean, the one thing I will say is that, that um, one of the potential murderers has died in the last six months. So, <laughs> wait, what? That's all we can really say. What if you could you know possibly her, be talking about? You need to go to free to much discuss.co.uk.gov and give us 10 euro. And then we can see if we can lift these fees. Just, just for 10 euro a day, we can get you a podcast. That tells you what it's like. But but what you should do is you should go and uh, listen to our previous episodes of Much to Discuss. Mm-hmm. I think there may be four. Yeah. Five. We've got five. We've got five episodes. you got five. five. It's I'm a fantastic five. podcast. I'm a huge fan. I did have to stop listening to the episode where Julie described that guy eating that other guy. Yeah. Uh, but that's just my own personal phobias, you know. That was episode uh, one. <laughs> that was episode one. I just skipped straight to episode two after that. But you guys, you were ahead of the curve in many ways. You guys really started um, taking down Justin Timberlake from episode one, right? Way before Free Britney started getting on it. Yeah, we really did. We were we were straight in. We were canceling JT. Um, It's something that we talked about in this house day one. And I'm just glad it got to be recorded before the lawyers got involved. Yeah, we we talked about Nipplegate, but obviously there's been a lot of things. Lots of sins. And let me tell you, not a lot of good music since, to be honest. Has he made anything since fucking Trolls soundtrack? Trolls, remember that? Do you remember that Eurovision that happened in, um, where are ABBA from, Sweden? Yes. Yeah. When the Eurovision happened in Sweden and the halftime show was on, 
And they kept hinting that ABBA were going to come on stage and they kept teasing ABBA. And then Justin Timberlake came on and said, here's my new song from DreamWorks Trolls. Yes, remember, this was not no. that long ago. This and was the, like 2016. This was so it was pleasant. like two years before DreamWorks Trolls came out as well. It was insane. I, I think he should have been cancelled there and then, if you ask me. <laughs> Here's something as well. ABBA keep being like, 2021, we're coming out with new music. We'll look out for ABBA, 2021. Where is, is that it? your Swedish accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the moment I started, I was like, well, commit. <laughs> Just you did it. sound a bit like Swedish Chef from the Muppets, yeah, so he's my reference point. And <laughs> I'm dad, and I'm so excited to carry on the lineage. And you were saying? Well, hey, we've got a. We know our feelings on on JT at this point. We should probably talk about our feelings on the movie. What did you guys think? Like, did you enjoy the movie? I I really did. Me too, it's yeah. Like, I thought it was great. The actors were good, especially, I don't know if we could talk about the ending, but that final bit, I really liked. I thought that was iconic. The dragging the, the safe along the safe. from the cars. I think we can we can talk, yeah, we can yeah. go ahead and talk about the end. <laughs> and it was like nothing I'd ever seen. It was a... Uh, but it was yeah. so clever way that like he, like, you know, detached Paul Walker, and they managed to swerve through all the cars, all the police cars, and hit every police car with the same. That was sick. over the top and camp, and I loved it. It was really cool. Also, what was so funny is that I'm like, how much did that safe, or that big vault weigh? Because his car <laughs> was able to pull it, but yet it would crush trucks. So yeah. it made, like, well, the physics from the get-go really made no sense uh, when we opened with that scene where the bus crashes into the car, yep. which yep. causes the bus to flip over. I would think if something big crashed into something little, the little one would go flying, but no. Well, apparently was... nothing makes sense anymore without four cars at the same speed. Can... <laughs> Let it go. You didn't get the Fast and Furious point. <laughs> I was I was just thinking about that because obviously they'd planned to get him out of the van that way but I was like how did they know that no one was going to die like, that's it the opening of this is using footage from the closing of the last one so at the end of the fourth film we see this scene where Dom's in the prison van the prison bus and the, his friends show up in their cars and it's just implied oh they're here to save him but you don't actually see how they do it so then this movie opens and I'm like, are they here to save him? Or are they trying to kill Dom? <laughs> like what's going on here? It really felt like they were trying to kill him. It's like a new trolley problem where it's like, instead of pulling the lever, it's like, would you crash into this bus and flip everyone to save one friend? <laughs> <laughs> and also risk, risk killing him in the process. And then all the news, like nobody died. Like there were no, no fatalities. Yeah. And also we caught all the prisoners except one. What? Excuse me. None of the other prisoners want to get out. Like yeah. <laughs> they all just like lying there upside down. They're like, oh, I can't be bothered just trying to run away. You're telling me Paul Walker went through all of them with some kind of hedge trimmers and cut our boy loose and no one else? Hey, speaking of hedge trimmers and Paul Walker, uh, Julie, what do you think of Paul Walker's new haircut? Jimmy, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm always on board. What Paul Walker does from now on, I'm just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I like you. I miss Ryan the floppy hair, frosted tips. I gotta say, I, I miss them. them, 
but I understand that in this hot, hot Rio sun and running mm. and jumping and climbing as he is, mm-hmm. you can't protect your frosted tips in that weather in those conditions. You have no access to a hairbrush or a comb. And also, it, it is implied that he has no money at the mint, so he probably doesn't have the money to go to the hairdressers. Can't True. shower that regularly, keep it tight, keep it trimmed. And I also, I think, beyond just Paul Walker and his character's motivations, the producers wanted to rebrand the whole franchise with this film. You know, they wanted to start it up fresh, and they just, they were like, Paul, the hair's got to go. Can I, just on that note, <laughs> jump off on a message I received today about where this franchise is potentially going? Sure, absolutely. Is this the the crossover? (laughs) Oh my God, yes. No, we have to talk about this. Guys. I'm so ready for it. Sarah Bailey texted me this. Sarah Bailey, who famously Vin Diesel reached out to on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Is this direct from Vin Diesel? Um, I hope so. Fast and Furious could cross over with Jurassic World, says director, with the quote, well, I've never said never to anything. (laughs) We know. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. But, you know, there's no point in the Fast and Furious universe where they've said Jurassic Park doesn't exist, you know? It's so true. They could coexist. Quote was, the fact that part of our philosophy is not to ever be boxed in or labeled, and that's all I will say. I mean... There's no rules at all. <laughs> that's incredible, though. Like, how freeing is that? Unbelievable. That's so true. I, you know, I've I've heard rumors that uh, F nine the Fast Saga at least half this movie is set to take place in space, which I'm very excited. Oh about. no, I'm so excited. Does Helen Mirren get to go to space? Wait, is Helen Mirren in this movie? Yes, Helen yes. Mirren is in and F9. Charlize Theron. Oh my god, I've been trying to avoid any trailers because I did have one big thing spoiled for me. Do you guys want to know it? Yes. Okay. Okay, no. Well, well, it's in the trailer. If you watch the trailer, okay, you'll see. Yeah, 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 then, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we were just talking about how Han, we know it's so good to see him, but we know he's ultimately going to die. Uh, there's a scene in the trailer for F9 where he just walks back in the room. And he's like, I'm alive. Why would they put it in the trailer? <laughs> but here's the other thing. Well, I think the reason is because uh, the last Fast and Furious film, Hobbs and Shaw, got a lot of backlash. We might have talked about this before on the podcast. Because Shaw, the character Jason Statham plays, it's revealed he was the one who killed Han. So everyone was like, why do you have a movie now where the guy who killed Han is a good guy? And the the hashtag justice for Han started trending. And now the tagline to F9 The Fast Saga is justice is coming. So I think they want everyone to know that Han's back. Oh my God. So they they basically have, have made this movie to like, like resolve a hashtag. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, hey, when you're guaranteed to make, you know, 200 million at the box office, no matter what you do, you might as well just please the fans. Give yeah. them a like. And it's not God. the first time they've done this. I don't know um, if you guys stuck around for the end credit sequence of Fast we Five. just watched it. Yes. Uh, so it looks like Letty, who died in the last one, didn't die at all. She's back alive too. Back again. Back, back, back again. Oh, can I talk about, you know, where, they, where they're on the train? Yes, yeah. I love this. Go ahead. So I really enjoyed the train. I wrote some notes while I was watching this and I wrote, stealing the cars from the train, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think I wrote the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, but then I also, the only bit that I was like, how is this possible? Was when, when Paul Walker jumps from like hanging off that, off the train that is speeding mm. towards the bridge 
into Vin Diesel's car and then land like on the back of the car. Then they fly off a cliff yep. um, and then into into water and they yeah. somehow survive and then we don't see how they get out of there. Well, yeah, why did, they, why did they drive off the cliff? I have a, I'll show you guys my notes here. This is what I wrote right after they drove off the cliff. It says, what wrote, the fuck in big letters. As if. Yeah. <laughs> I did spend the entire time being like, why is he trying to jump on the car? Why doesn't he just jump off the train? And it was only like an hour later that I kind of thought about it more. And I was like, oh, he'd probably die. The train is going very quickly. He would break mm. his neck and die. But I was really angry. I was like, why are you waiting for the car? Just, just jump. Just jump. Here's another thing about this Fast and Furious 5 film. Mm. So many people died that had nothing to do with it. Like people on the train. Yep. Those prisoners, we know they were fine, thank God. People hit by the vault. The vault. Yeah, we the saw vault. that thing whipping cars that were moving into car dealerships, into office blocks. It's like into a bank as well. They're just trying to... Now, leave. I got to say, though, they only showed the the vault, the safe, uh, destroying a bank and killing cops. So maybe, you know, it's a bit of a statement. Maybe. There is... um. We've got a very, very capitalist villain here. He's a big monologue all about how, you know, the way the Portuguese colonized Brazil was by offering them gifts and giving them something to lose, which is very much, you know, how capitalism works. It gives us this promise of a, that we can all make a fortune. And if we get rid of capitalism, we get rid of that um, possibility. Yes. And uh, I think maybe... Maybe I'm just searching for subtext where there is none, but maybe. No, but I think you've done there. I think that's true. But also, yeah, it just did. It did seem that like a, a huge amount of uh, of people were were dying for little to no reason. Mm. Too furious. <laughs> too fast and furious for me. Um, great film. I... Oh, you'd hate Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I loved the rocket in this movie though. Oh, he was so good. He was so good. Also, he Why in does my he mind, like that? He is a comedy actor and yeah. he just can't be serious. And whenever he was serious, like he I kept thinking he was gonna laugh. He was Emma, so cute. What's your favorite line? Oh, oh, I wrote down my favorite line while I was watching it, where uh, where he has like one of the one of the other like cops comes up to him, he's like, I got good news and bad news. And the rock goes, You know I like my dessert first and then, and then he puts in the good news and then he's like now give me the damn veggies <laughs> that's acting because you know the rock loves veggies i wrote this in my notes too give me the damn veggies give me the damn veggies give me the damn veggies it's so funny, so now, funny. i may have missed something but why did the rock join them okay I get that he probably realized that the bad guy is a badder guy than the yeah, others. I think it was the bad guy killed his team and he just wanted his revenge. Okay. And then he's because, a part of a family too. And yep. then because Vin Diesel then saved his life and carried him back onto the little truck. Yeah. Little yeah. I gotta say, I got chills anytime Vin Diesel and The Rock were on screen together. Mm -hmm. That was a, a crazy dynamic. Sexual <laughs> tension. Between Absolutely. And the first, because, you know, we've seen them separate for a while. And then there's this great scene where Vin Diesel jumps off a roof and The Rock jumps through a window. And it's the first time they share a frame. And it's beautiful. It's seeing these two very similar looking men. <laughs> um, yeah, flying. These two flying. bald headed men. Mm. Flying to the sky. 
the scene where he goes to the female uh, police officer's house and like steals her necklace. I know it was a very uncomfortable scene, but like he just, there was something about him there. I was like, he was wearing the white tank top, just to this energy. And I was like, yes, please steal my necklace, Vin Diesel. Please. Well, you know, we've been talking a bit as to whether or not, uh, particularly in the last film, there's a specific scene. And we we're wondering if, if Dom Toretto, the character, is queer coded. And I'd love to get your opinions on that. Oh, um, we talked about this a bit on the last episode, but there's a moment where he's talking. Someone asks him, do you prefer cars to girls? To which he responds uh, with the line, you know, I appreciate a fine body no matter what the make. So um, I don't know. It seems like a bit of bisexual energy from Don Toretto. Also, the fact that uh, he loves uh, family and loves his chosen family. Mm. He's all about chosen family. Mm-hmm. Although, can I also just say, real quick, when he was describing his dad, I was like, that's a prequel I'd watch. Just a film about this man doing homework with his daughter. I was like, I'd love to see more of this dad. He doesn't even have a car, it sounded like. <laughs> I love a good dad. Well, <laughs> Brian's going to be a dad now. And I love him. His blue, blue eyes, as Emma said, were they contacts? I don't think so. Yeah, was he wearing contact lenses? His eyes are just so blue. They're amazing. They're real, aren't they? I think they're real. That's incredible. Oh, guys, happy Pride Month to Dom Toretto. Mm. Happy Pride Month to Dom Toretto. Um, It is, uh, uh, I looked into it a bit, and Vin Diesel has been um, uh, rumoured to perhaps not be a straight man before, but whenever he's questioned about it, he uh, he very much pleads the fifth and says that he doesn't think it's anyone's business. So he's right. who I'm knows? Right. I'm right. Hello, Vin. <laughs> <laughs> Message me on Instagram. Looking, <laughs> <laughs> my flight to Rio de Janeiro right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he is now. Last I saw him, he was there. I do want to say, um, Rio looked stunning. I was all these beautiful shots, the sun, the like the whole thing. I was like, gosh, it just looks really pretty. I just want to go there. I think that was the main takeaway of me. From yeah, like, yeah. Really pretty. yeah, it was so nice. Oh, also, something that we found really funny myself and Julie watched it together last night, and we that were this Portuguese subtitles. Now, maybe this was just in the version that we were watching no. and, but the way that they were zooming in and out off the screen was so funny and we were like it looks like a bad powerpoint presentation <laughs> like we're in sixth class and Where you found like, the transition button yeah. and like yeah i'm gonna use and these. you're like i'm using different fonts i'm doing a whole different transition for each single sentence that comes on this screen it was so funny. they were so good <laughs> like their own character in the movie i really like <laughs> portuguese I would have watched the whole thing like that, honestly. <laughs> Unfortunately, the version I had had no subtitles. Um, I also yeah, didn't have access to the credits. It's very sad. Oh, so you didn't know who wrote, who wrote it? Or who it was. Uh, written by, oh, Chris Morgan. I love his work. I will say the mm. post-credits scene, I didn't know about it. No, actually, sorry. The credits, we turned it off because we were going to bed, but the tunes were so good. I love a Demi Lovato cover for the credits, please. I also love the... Night fashion. If you were to be in a movie and it was like a destination movie, if you will, kind of like the way Adam Sandler signs on to do films just to go on the holidays, mm-hmm. where would you want the film to be? 
question. I'm going to say Iceland, I think. Uh, I want to go in those hot, hot springs. Ooh, a little geezer for your geezer. A little geezer for the geezer. That's right. <laughs> what about you? I don't know. I definitely go somewhere warm. I probably go somewhere that I like don't feel comfortable normally going to, but because I know that there'd be a big Hollywood production and like there'd be security and stuff. Like maybe like Cairo. I don't know why I've okay. always I've always and this is like always wanted to go to Damascus ever since I was a kid and then like the whole Syrian war happened and I was like, oh, I can't Ooh, do that. Ever since you were a kid, what what, what was the draw? What was know, the moment just, that you were like, I have to see it? Interesting and like the start of society and like there's so much history there that's probably not there anymore. Uh, Emma, what about you? If uh, if you were to film a movie anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, oh, my instinct is Greece because Mamma Mia, I feel like that setting oh. is always, it's just so beautiful. Those they Greek filmed islands. that in Croatia. What? Well, sorry. <laughs> This is okay. like when we found out the Kissing guess, Booth uh, movies were made in South Africa. What the? I'm not even going into that. That still annoys me. <laughs> what movies were made in South Africa? The Kissing Booth and the Kissing Booth 2 were both filmed in South no, Africa. It no, feels no, no. oh, yeah. shady. It feels shady. It feels shady. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's like Enchanted 2 is being filmed in Ireland. That's totally fine. That's cool. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It probably is for some some fucked tax reasons, but hey, uh, as long as we get to see that guy outside Leo Burdock's, what's that guy's name? Patrick Dempsey. Dempsey. Yeah, he's cool. Cool. As long as we get to see that guy. Honestly, I think Amy Adams needs her Irish redemption. I think ever since Leap Year, yes, name has been dead to the Irish people. I think she was like, I want to go back to Ireland. I want to prove. I need. I need a redo. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm 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 dying to bump into Maya Rudolph. Oh my god, she's bopping around. She's bopping around. She she's, she's like the villain of the of 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 <gasps> I think Maya Rudolph is a villain. I mean, she's like the. Remember, was it Susan Sarandon in the first one? Yeah. Now it's Maya Rudolph, I think, and I love. Where do you think she'd get a drink? I think she's staying in the. What office. do you mean? Like, where you think places won't serve her? Maya Rudolph oh, in, a, in somewhere real glam, drinking a glass of wine. I think. I think you'd see the pubs aren't open yeah she's drink outside she's in her hotel bar because yeah do you think maya rudolph's gonna sit outside to have a drink peasants she probably would she seems cool (laughs) (laughs) maya rudolph sitting on the paris court steps (laughs) 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 maya rudolph pouring into the canal because they asked her to pissing on the street Julie, where's your on-location film? Fuck. <laughs> you you brought it up. You gotta have an answer. I didn't know it was bad. I like this idea of somewhere very expensive that I cannot afford to be like, oh, and like, I have the services with me. Like say in France, Monaco or somewhere. Woo! For some reason I'm thinking Antarctic because they'd have to keep me alive. And if I went on my own, so I wouldn't call though to be filmed. Yeah. It, yeah. We're going. <laughs> I like that. In that James Bond movie where he's in the big ice hotel. Sick. Oh yeah. I went to one of those um in Spain. We went to the ice bar one night. It was just very cold. We left pretty quick. <laughs> because when you go in, don't they 
they give you like huge big coats and stuff to yeah. put on. But I that was like- it. I don't think they gave us coats, and we were in like Spain clothes, so oh, no. it's just chilly. You mean they didn't like the look he is, and they were like, "Don't get the coats. They're you, gonna be gone in fifteen minutes." You turned up with a group on. They were like, "You're not getting the coats. You get your drink, and that's it. Get out." <laughs> I went to the ice bar in Amsterdam and they gave there were like different types but I had like a velcro one and the velcro wasn't really working so the coat kept opening and it was I was so cold no and everyone else seemed to have these nice like zip up ones but my velcro was just not sticking was yours pirate themed I think so yeah and it was literally like a tiny little room that had some ice on it like it wasn't like a palace. Like the James like Bond Hotel kind of moment, yeah. That sounds like a hat on a hat. Like, it's already ice-themed. Why is it pirate-themed as well? Yeah. <laughs> there were so many ice bars, you had to separate yourself at the time. I'm already saturated. <laughs> I will never say never to anything. <laughs> That's what <it> <laughs> That was the guy around the ice bar. Someone was like, pirates, yes. We won't be boxed in. Mm. Boxed in by one theme. Uh, speaking of um, Justin Lin, the director who refuses to be boxed in by anything, uh, I heard, and I did not fact check this, but I did screenshot it, that apparently <laughs> during the filming of Tokyo Drift, which was the first one he directed, there was they wanted to shoot something that would have been illegal for safety reasons. So they decided to shoot it anyway, and they hired a guy to pretend to be Justin Lin so he could spend a night in jail after they filmed it. No. <laughs> because they no. had to, someone had to take the hit and spend a night um, in the police station. That was, that was the, so wait, that was, so for doing something illegal, that's all that had to happen was one person had to spend a night in a police station. Like, I, guess, I did not fact check this, but I guess so. That is not, I think it sounds believable. I like is it. Is that sick or is that sick? So what was the illegal thing? I think it was literally, and again, it sounds less cool the more you think about it, because I think they wanted to film something that would have been very dangerous and maybe put people's lives at risk. So, oh, um, hey, probably just cool. a cool drift or something. I don't know. Uh, one of those cool drifts. You know what I think's cool? Safety. <laughs> I think it's pretty neat. Anyway, it's been real. Thanks so much. <laughs> anyway, guys. This is our co-host, Julie the Narc Duffy. <laughs> Speaking Julie of narcs, uh, we got the return of Vince here, and I was so convinced the whole time Vince was going to turn out to be a narc, but no, he just died. He wasn't a narc. Do you remember Vince from the first movie, the guy who thought Paul Walker was sandwich crazy? Yeah. This guy. Yeah, and I never liked him in the first one, and I didn't love him in this one. And also, what was the deal with his body? Because it got to a point in the film where I was like, what are they doing with these bodies? Mm-hmm. When they, they just kept leaving dead people lying around. And I was like, does oh, anyone clean sorry. these? Sorry. Yes. And then suddenly, sorry, I thought you meant like yeah. the shape of his body. <laughs> yeah, I really that thought you were just body shaming, shaming this man. No, shaming no. Man. I was like, he's no. pretty hot. I am policy shaming <laughs> about what happens with these dead people. I'm very, I would never body shame Vince from Fast and Furious 5. Because that, that was my thought at the end is that, you know, Vin Diesel sends the wife and child all the money mm-hmm. and is like, oh, this is from um, whatever Dom. But like, I was like, did he call her and tell her that her husband's dead? Like, or is he just sending the money and being like, no, 
I was like, we haven't seen that moment and surely the money's gotten to her quite quickly. Like, surely this is like a day or two later. Like, does she know? Has anyone informed her? Because she's not on the heist. No. And like, he's just left no. the body lying on a table and they're just like, okay, well, we're going to keep going. Something that wrecked me as well. She was staring at those stacks and stacks of cash with the baby in her arm and she had a front door open. <laughs> and I just kept being like, girl, close the door. If anybody sees these stacks, you are in so much trouble. <laughs> You know who I loved? I loved those uh, two guys who uh, blew up the toilets. Uh, They're maybe. great, yeah. I wanted more of them. I wanted more of that kind of that kind of shit. That kind of guy? <laughs> a lot of shit. How did you feel about it at the very end when they went to the casino and they were like, let's just put all the money on one bed? Again, so funny. Again, <laughs> so funny. More of that. And that, Ferdy, you mentioned that you didn't have subtitle. You didn't have subtitles in the version no, you watched. <laughs> so you missed out on the great line. <laughs> on many great lines because these guys they were like bilingual and they mm. kept changing which one would speak English and which one would speak I, I'm not sure if it was Spanish or Portuguese I thought it was Spanish but they were wearing Brazil jerseys at one point um, Sorry, I said Spanish so I meant Portuguese subtitles everyone spoke Portuguese They're oh like, yes of course it was in Rio yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so course. sorry don't worry about it <laughs> okay. uh, let me, wait oh. if you just record me saying Portuguese, then you can dub it over everything <laughs> okay. I said that was okay. wrong. Let's so get a take of Emma saying Portuguese. Okay, Emma, you ready? Poorly. We're not going to edit this bit out, but we will edit the Portuguese over the other parts. Nice. Okay, cool. Three, ready? two, one. Portuguese. We got it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for so like listen through the whole podcast and be like, why does it sound so weird every time Emma says Portuguese? And <laughs> I get to this moment. <laughs> So it's like, and then all the Portuguese subtitles were all like, no, 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 no. Freddie, not only did you not have subtitles, I believe you had some sort of ad break in the middle of your film. Do you I did. Tell us what happened so, there. I um I don't like watching things illegally, so I decided to see just if it was on YouTube, and it was in a nice little convenient playlist. But obviously, whoever <laughs> do you think that was legal? It's on YouTube. You know, if they're selling marijuana in super value, you it's legal. It's not my fault. I'm a consumer. I don't know the law. Um, it's That's YouTube a very cool. good point. And it had been up for almost two years. So no one's taken it down yet. I don't whoever, think that's how the statute of limitations works. <laughs> whoever had made two years. Whoever made the playlist also really liked Hot Wheels. We're trying to like boost their own videos. So they like put their own Hot Wheel review videos every like five parts of the movie um, in the playlist. And so, you know, you'd be right in the middle of like midline. Someone would be saying something and then it'd be like, and this Hot Wheel, <laughs> like showing them to be a whole wall of Hot Wheels. So yeah, I now also know a lot about Hot Wheels. And I'm quite excited. There was also a video of them playing like, like Candy Crush, but it wasn't. But one of those games, just a screen recording, no audio. That was the end. I was ready for the credits and the credits did not come. Sad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's like the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, you must see the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was for me. It really um, was. Oh, did you guys notice at the very end where, um, oh, what's his wife's name? It's, it's Mia. 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 Yeah. She's real pregnant in that nice yellow. And they're mm. walking on the beach. And then he walks straight into her pregnant belly. Like straight into it. And then kind of like bumbles around it and then gives her a kiss. And I thought that was so funny. Because I'm like, why did they not just do another take? 
could. He didn't do it with a take. The, he only, Paul Walker only does one take. He does one take. The baby bump only does one take. <laughs> That's how it is. Speaking of Mia, I was delighted to see the return. Now, this might sound like I'm body shaming, but it's very much the opposite of Mia's forehead. Because Mia, she's a beautiful woman and she has quite a big forehead. And uh, in the fourth movie, they cover that up where she grows out her bangs and you don't get to see it at all. And as a as the owner of a of a prominent five head, I would say it's just nice to see some sexy forehead representation, you know, Ah. fast five head. They should have called. Whoa! Whoa! Fast five head. Come on, fast five head. Oh, representation. Come on, fast five head. She is stunning. She is stunning. And that's the thing. I'm not saying she's stunning, but she has a, a, a big forehead. I think it's, it's you know, like, um, uh, I believe Tyra Banks has uh, credited most of her success as a model to having a five head. And I think uh, we need more people. Well, maybe not more people like Tyra Banks. She seems like a bit of no, a bully. No, I think I have no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> but more people being um, proud about their, about their larger foreheads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. let's make it happen. Hashtag fast five head if you want to celebrate your five head. Oh, well, yeah. sorry. If we're going to make something happen, could I quickly pitch my idea for a crossover for the Fast and Furious universe? Yeah. Please. It is now, it's still in workshop mode. I thought about it this morning. Um, it's called 13 Going on Furious. <laughs> and I think it could really bring in a new demographic for the franchise. If we can go heist and if we're not being boxed in, I don't see why we can't get Jennifer Garner behind the wheel. Now, is this uh, a 13-year-old in the body of Jennifer Garner or is this... Um... So much, it's more like the spirit of a 13-year-old. She, It's the same opening. She shakes that box. Young Mark Ruffalo has been rejected. So she shakes the box. Maybe at this point it's a young Vin Diesel. I couldn't be sure. She oh. shakes the box that he gave her for her birthday. Maybe in this uh, situation, it's, it's a, a hot wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she shakes a hot wheel. She wishes she was furious. <laughs> and then she wakes up in the body of a 30-year-old in the middle of a high-speed car chase. <laughs> and just follow her from then on. 30 flirty and driving. Oh! It couldn't write itself more, if I'm quite honest. Like, this is just... And the thriller dance scene stays. Oh, yeah. Maybe not thriller at this point. Maybe it's uh, Dua Lipa. You know. <laughs> What's in? What's what in? are the kids listening to now? What's cool? I don't know. <laughs> Do we think Dua Lipa might have a song on um, the F9 soundtrack? Oh, I oh mean, she'd be the one. I feel like she'd, she'd do it. That's who I'd ask. Yeah. Or Charlie XCX's Room Room. Oh, I, that was made for it. Sorry. Yeah. Get Charlie in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm still going to hold out hope for my Tracy Chapman cameo. Of course. <laughs> I'm holding on to that for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, I wonder is there, you know, is there ever a moment where they just like drive real slow? Coast? Tokyo Coast. <laughs> it just cruise control the way around. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, I wonder if we'll get any slow driving. I don't know why, why they would do I that. Like, I, feel like the, I feel like, actually, do you know what? I feel like the police like, wouldn't go for you because they'd be like, oh, that, that can't be them. That car is moving so slow. <laughs> Emma is someone that goes to, what is it, Grand Theft Auto, and is like, I'm just going to drive around. 
and trying to stay in the lines. <laughs> I don't want to with me. I just wanted to explore the nice little world. Someone had, you know, someone had designed this city. I wanted to see the buildings, see the houses, you know, walk along the beach, you know, it's all quite nice. We got to get to Rio. Safety is really important. I can't believe that you're dissing this. <laughs> I mean, let Rip and Grand Theft Auto come on. That's the designs. You're going to stay safe in the real life. You can't get it out someplace else. <laughs> Jesus. Well, guys, uh, we're coming up to the end of the pod, believe it or not. Um, so before we rate the movies on how fast and furious each one is, any final thoughts? Any uh, Anything you didn't get a chance to talk about you'd like to mention now? I do have one note. I did like the fact that, you know, Gal Gadot got her ass touched up and that um, whoever it was... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't like that. Freddie, um, <laughs> what are you Just the saying? fact that, like, she came back with vibes and your man... I just thought it was quite weird that uh, she came back with her underwear that had the handprint on it and someone was like, oh, did he smack that ass or did he grab it? And then thought that that was so funny that they decided to repeat it when they found out that Mia was pregnant. I was like, oh, you're calling back to that line. You're saying that line twice. A strange scene in general. Kind of clever that the way they get the bad guy's fingerprints to open mm. the safe was to get him to touch Gal Gadot's bikini bottoms. At this point in the podcast recording, disaster struck when Emma and Julie's microphone stopped working. They were forced to record the rest of the podcast on their phone. We'll be switching between these two separate recordings, but do keep in mind that although Julie and Emma can hear Ferdy and Jimmy, Ferdy and Jimmy cannot hear Julie and Emma. I like that. Uh, kind of clever that the way they get the bad guy's fingerprints to open the safe was to get him to touch Gal Gadot's bikini bottoms. Ah, um, oh, bikini bottom. I don't know. Oh, what are you saying, Julie? <laughs> Sorry, we're having some audio difficulties. So, uh, Julie and Emma can hear me and Freddie, but me and Freddie cannot hear Julie and Emma. Women are being silenced at the very moment we talk about oh my God. being groped. This is uh, not a great look for us. Oh, Julie's texting me asking if she's silent or if she's been silenced. Uh, I want to say you're. <laughs> I promise I didn't <laughs> Um, Ferdy, mm -hmm. could, could you rate Fast Five on a, on a scale of fast and on a scale of furiousness? I would give it a... I'd give it a nine for fast, um, but I would maybe only give it a six for furiousness. Interesting, okay. That's out of ten, right? Out of ten, yes. Out of ten. Oh, and... was I meant to use a different scale? No, 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 that's, oh, it's up to you. <laughs> I give it uh, a 10 100. Um, <laughs> and uh, why only a six? You, you thought it, it, do you think it needed to be more furious or did you like it at a nice six? Oh, I think there could be more anger. I, I didn't really get why they hated the bad guy so much. They just were angry at him and wanted to steal his money, which is fair, but I needed more fury. I needed there to be like real rage towards him why they were doing it. Um, and, you know, they were being chased by the FBI and they were quite nice to them. They were like, oh, here, I'll save you. Ah, come on, come join the team. You know, <laughs> there needs to be tension for there to be fury. So that's why I'd only give it a six. 
It's a very good point. Emma, Julie, do you guys want to try turn your audio on? And if me and Ferdy don't talk, we'll see if we can hear you while you give your ratings. Hello. How does this sound? Hello. How does this sound? It, it sounds a bit like you're in slow motion, but as long as you have it on the phone, we should be fine. Yeah, I've been recording yeah, the whole time. The whole time. It's totally fine. Totally um, recording the whole time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how fast, how furious? Julie, you want to go? Do you know, for me, this was good and quick, faster than the speed of light. I had a good time. Obviously not fast enough to get past these security tapes. That was a beef for them. Was it furious enough? No. And I would hearken this back to too fast, too furious when they had that rat in a box that was going to eat through that man. And I just didn't see anything like that here. Emma? Yeah, I think I have to agree. I think it was it was fast. I, I thought it was I thought it was furious enough. I did. Yeah, again. I think there could have been more. Yeah. Could have been more punch. I also, it could have been clearer about what the heist was. Uh, Girl, it's not the Da Vinci Code. Just tell me the fucking plot of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Back to you. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I think we're all in agreement. I thought this was definitely the fastest so far. I'd give it a, a healthy 100 miles an hour. You know, we got a, a train heist, which I absolutely love. We got a, some rooftop chases, which I love. We got getting the gang together, which I loved as well. Uh, and I think actually getting the gang together is kind of what's made it a bit less furious because they're really focusing in on family and they're allowing the movies to, uh, to be a lot more tender than most action movies would be, especially in the male on male relationships. They, they really allow for men to be tender towards each other in this, um, which uh, I don't think a lot of action movies do. So it's getting less furious, but I think maybe for the better. That's a nice take. And we do have to remember that this was called Fast Five. They dropped the Furious from the title. That's so true, Ferdy. There was no, oh my God. Yes. Guys. Listen, That's hey. That's good. It's been fast. It's been, it's been five. Oh, fuck. It's been fast five. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Bye. veggies.